Everyone, remain calm. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. That's how it always starts. And later, there's running and screaming. World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello. And welcome to the seventh episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have a few pieces of news, and also part two of our discussion on references and Easter eggs in Jurassic World. So let's get into the news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. It's day. I guarantee it. An article on QZ.com says, We're not even close to discovering all the dinosaur types that ever existed. And it's a broad claim, but there is a lot of science behind this. And back in 2006... They estimated that there was 1,844 discoverable dinosaur genera. Now that puts it at a pace of 15 or so per year. But since then, we've actually been finding a lot more than we expected. Now we're close to about 20 per year. And so that means that 2006 projection is a little bit off. People are now estimating that we could be well over 2,000 types of dinosaurs. And unfortunately, a lot of people are suspecting that there's a lot of dinosaurs that we'll never even know existed, mostly due to geological forces. They also point out that we really can't categorize a few different types of things we perceive as dinosaurs. Pteranodons and mosasaurs. They're technically not dinosaurs, which makes it a lot trickier. I found a great article by Steve Rosenbaum on HuffingtonPost.com. The heading is, Are Critics the Real Dinosaurs in Jurassic World? His article goes on to point out that critics are a little bit too critical of Jurassic World. He quotes a lot of critics who basically trash the movie for not being as serious as they hoped or being a little too joyless. But the author, he almost denied even going to the movie because of all these bad reviews. But obviously, people didn't care, and they dismissed all the critics, and they went anyway, and they made it one of the biggest movies that's ever been made. It's a great article, and I highly suggest you go to Huffington Post and check it out. I'll post the link in the show notes. Now I know, it's been two weeks now, and I still don't have any box office numbers for you. I'm still away on vacation, but next week, I'll have everything you need, and I'll do a little bit of a recap as to what happened over the box office those past two weekends. Let's hope Jurassic World is still hanging in there somewhere in the top three. We are now entering the section where spoilers will be discussed. I suggest you stop what you're doing and leave now. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Let's 
let's open up the doors to the visitor center where we'll feature part two in our discussion on Jurassic World references and Easter eggs with Dan Karan. Uh, let's move on to another list here. It should be a little quicker. We have one. Uh, it's 10 more Jurassic World Easter eggs that you may have missed, also from moviepilot.com. Let's start with number one here. It's the Chaos Theory butterfly effect. This is definitely an Easter egg. Now, when I first saw the movie, I didn't even realize this is uh, something that when I got home, and I, and, uh, I think you told me, you said, uh, did you see that part or whatever? And uh, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize. You're right. And actually, the two blood drops drip different ways. Reflecting mm-hmm. the scene that uh, that he did with uh, Doctor Ellie Sattler, and he dropped the water on her on her hand there. So this is definitely an Easter egg, and uh, a really good one at that. Yeah, this is definitely super subtle. Um, you know, it's just something that that you know when you look back on it, you're like, oh my god, like that. Yeah, you're right. That that is that's so cool. You know, this is yeah. totally an Easter egg. Yeah, and number two is Claire ties up her shirt, and it's referencing the scene where, uh, well, actually, no scene. It's just Ellie Sattler has her has her clothes tied up in the same knot like uh, Claire does halfway through this movie. So this is a direct reference to Jurassic Park. Nothing more. Uh, you know, I was I was gonna say, you know, this is the part where she almost transforms and she's like ready to take on this whole adventure, right? So yeah, like I, I feel like that's where Claire almost transforms into a new character um, that more closely mimics um, Ellie in a way. So um, there you go, yeah. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> reference. I got it. I don't know if anybody else did, but I got it. <laughs> um, I almost skipped one. Here we go. Number three. The T-Rex at the end is the same as the first movie. Now, I knew this going in because of a lot of the promo and uh, the T-Rex from the website. If you looked at it, you could probably tell uh, because of the scratches on her neck that it was the same T-Rex. Now, when you're watching the movie, you it's very, very hard, and you have to really be looking to notice that it's the same Rex. Otherwise, you probably just assume it's just, you know, any old T-Rex. And I actually wish they had done a little bit more to give you an Easter egg. You know, it's definitely an Easter egg. I'm going to give it that. But um, uh, I don't know. Do you think it is? You know, I, I got to be honest. I I noticed that it was the same Rex from the very beginning. Um, I feel like, I mean, it, it, again, it wasn't explicitly mentioned. It wasn't something that, that was, you know, anything really drew attention to but I remember when um, the Rex was I believe laying on her side and you know the Indominus was going to go down to to, I mean you know it was looking bad take her out yeah it was looking bad but um, I feel like at that somewhere around that that part of the scene is where you see those scars and that's when I was like oh man like yes you know that's the same T-Rex so um, Mm -hmm. you know and, and I think that that not only that, but the flare, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that that also has uh, a bit to do with the first Rex. Um, so I, I I would consider it an Easter egg. I mean, I think it's it's um you know a pretty 
blatant, uh, especially given the scars. But um, I yeah. would put it more so on the uh, the Easter egg side. Yeah, it's tough because when we were talking about uh, Doctor Wu, you know, he's obviously he's just a character, and I think we could say the same for this Rex. It is a character, but. I don't think it's very overt that it's the same one. A lot of people I've talked to don't even know. They had no clue. And I think that battle scene would have been like 100% better for people who didn't know. If they knew it was the same Rex, I think it would have had much more impact than uh, than it did. So and I, you know, we've actually mentioned in the past, um, you know, that we were like in, in a prior podcast that we were actually sad when, when that scene was happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I was sad because I knew it was the same Rex, you know? Yeah. So I don't know why I, I would have felt that immediate reaction if I didn't know. So, um, there was definitely something there that, that, you know, threw, you know, tipped off that, that it was the same T-Rex. So I, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to say, you know, an Easter egg for some, um, I noticed it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, you need that emotion. That's what that scene is banking on. And I don't know if they, they, I mean, they pulled it off for the people who knew, but the people who didn't know, like, I don't know when that Spinosaurus kills the T-Rex in the third movie. You don't have that feeling, so because you don't, you just assume it's, it's any old Rex. It's definitely not the one from the first park, because it's a different island. Um, it could be one of the ones from the second movie, but we don't know. Nobody, there's no specific reference to it being one of those Rexes, so you don't have any feeling behind it. But um, if if they had overtly said at one point on the tour, like. Um, you know, this is the old Rex from the original park. Uh, you know, take a look at the scars on her neck. You know, maybe one of the tour guides could have said that. But, you know, maybe that would have been too overt. But I think they should have given a little bit more of a reference so people had that emotion to cling to. So moving on to number four, we have Lowry's glasses. And I'll, I'll give, it a, give it an Easter egg. This is, this is an Easter egg. Um, I'm assuming it was... It was meant to happen um he's wearing basically the same type of glasses that dennis nedry was wearing in the first film and he's got a very similar role i guess um he's working in the control room he's a a computer guy so i'd assume his glasses were a direct easter egg to the first movie i don't know what do you think yeah, one hundred percent. I think this is. I actually didn't notice it until just now, and I'm going to notice it every time from here on out. So I think that's kind of like the, the feeling you get from from finding out about an Easter egg. And you're like, yeah. oh man, like that's so cool, you know? So yeah. Um, I think what, what could have been cool is because uh, Lowry was almost like the anti Nedry, and I think I've mentioned that before too. Is um, you know, it would have been cool to maybe uh, feature Dilophosaurus um, as one of his little. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. figurines that he had, um, you know, even if maybe he picked him up or, or you know, her, I guess, uh, you know, yeah. Dilophosaurus up in the end, like that could have been like a super cool Easter egg too. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, you're right. That would have been, that would have been awesome. That was maybe a missed opportunity, but, uh, uh, I'll give him a break. Yeah. No, I, I think those glasses, that's a great touch. And, um, I think, you know, now knowing that, I'm definitely going to notice it from here on out. Yeah. And number five is Jimmy Buffett. 
And uh, yeah, so we actually already covered him, so let's skip over that. Let's go to number six. Chris Pratt's name is Owen in Jurassic World. This is not anything. This is just, you know, let's point out that his name is Owen because Vince Vaughn's character was Nick Van Owen. That has nothing to do with anything. I'm going to call it nothing. I don't, it's not a reference. It's not an Easter egg. I'm going to go with nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, flaw and in, in thought there. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think it was a flaw uh, in the 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 writers are um, you know like to the be movie honest, writers? Yeah, to be honest, you know, like I noticed it and I was like, oh, like they made a character with a very similar name to a prior character that they, you know, had in a different film. But you know, it didn't bother me. Like it's not like I, I it's something that I would like obsess over. But I mean, I, I thought it was weird that they picked a very, you know super similar name um yeah yeah I, I mean i did think that obviously but um i don't think it's any kind of reference or anything one thing I'm, i am thinking about is like maybe when we played with the toys um there was like there was the nick van owen toy and i'm trying to think if i specifically would have called him owen or Nick Van Owen. I, I don't remember. I guess yeah, I never know. I don't recall. Yeah. I feel like it could have been Owen, but... It, I think it was Owen, but either way, I mean, like, you know, what? what's the connection there other than, yeah, nothing. like, a throwback? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I would say no connection whatsoever. No connection. And number seven is the green button. This is very similar. I, I don't know. I'm, I have a hard time with this one um, because they're trying to reference the... The push to close, the green button that uh, that Ellie Sattler pushes. And they're saying that the mother of Zach, she tells him to push the green button on the cell phone to answer the call. Um, now, she, she directly says, push the green button. Uh, but I have a really, really hard time making this any kind of Easter egg or reference. I don't know. I mean, it could be a reference. I'll give it that it could be, but I don't know. I feel like it's it's maybe a stretch. Yeah, I mean, I think it could be a stretch, but either way, I mean, you know, that was kind of a significant button, in, you know, from the from the first movie, and now moving into this, you know, yeah. she didn't have to say push the green button, so I think that it could have been like a, a very mild attempt at, at you know, kind of throw that, trying to throw that in there, but yeah. um, I would say like an insignificant one at that. So, um, yeah, because yeah. it really doesn't connect at all to anything that's happening. Like it doesn't connect to Jurassic Park, like that scene, and Jurassic World. They're just, you know, they're just about to go on an airplane, and she's just saying push the green button to pick up the call. So it's not like the scenes are similar or anything. So I guess it's just a very, very light reference. I don't know. It's a tough one for me. Yeah. And it's no, sort of the here. same thing with this next one, number eight. And it says, did Steven Spielberg throw in a Jaws reference? Um, because there was a shark in the movie? I, I, I could see the connection people are making, but really at the end of the day, I mean, the closest thing that I think it, you know, may resemble it is, is maybe like the, the, um, like the movie posters from Jaws. 
um, you kind of see like a similar, um, you know, coming out of the water to, to, you know, yeah, you know, eat whatever in the poster. It's a human, and this it's a shark. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's the only maybe that's connection. almost like symbolism in a way. How you know a shark is kind of like the sea monster of today, whereas this is the sea monster to the sharks of that day. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's even a stretch on my thinking, but I never would have really put much uh, value in that thought. Yeah, this article is saying it's a callback to the to this uh, Jaws franchise and saying it had a similar angled scene. Um, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I have a hard time buying this one, but you know, we'll give it to him. I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a slight reference. So yeah. really, that. So, so sorry, going back no, to go that. Ahead, that go so that's that's um, really only talking about the. That's not even taking the shark into consideration then with a Jaws reference. That's really just the angle of the scene. I guess I'm, I'm assuming it's you know maybe the jumping out of the water scene. Maybe it's just a similar angle. I don't know. Uh, it's very know. very vague in, in yeah. what it's trying to call out here, and uh, I don't know. I don't ha- I don't feel like it has enough uh, clues to give it uh, any kind of reference or easter egg so i'm gonna just kind of pass yeah pass now number nine is the dilophosaurus hologram and i think this one goes in line with a lot of the other ones we've we've seen so far and uh i think we should call it a reference i mean it's cool you know it's nice to see the dilophosaurus again but um even if it was only a hologram but mm, significance uh you know, it's kind of just there in front of your face, you know? Yeah, well, I think it's like, it's kind of a major player in that scene. You know, in the, the scene. Kid, the kid throws it on and, and scares the raptor, and it kind of it uh, gives them a few seconds to get away while the raptor's distracted. And it's basically doing the same, I mean, not that a, a Dilophosaurus could do much more, but it's doing the same thing that it did, you know, when it attacked Dennis. Um but I don't. I think it's just like, just a quick reference. It's not an Easter egg. It's out in your face. They're obviously playing upon it with the raptor being interfered by it. So, it's not an Easter egg in my book. Yeah, me, me either. And number ten is objects in the mirror, um, and it shows it shows the old scene from Jurassic Park where the T Rex is in the mirror and it's closer than it appears. Um, I'm, I don't even know what they're trying to point out here. Uh, I think, I think actually, I th- yeah, I think it's the part with the Raptors while she's driving the, the, uh, the big truck with the kids in the back and the Raptors are coming up and she's looking at them in the mirror. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a really, really tough one. Easter egg. What do you think? You know, I mean, to be honest, I don't, I'm. Off the top of my head, I, I don't remember if I s- remember seeing that text or not. And if I did, you know, it was probably nice to see at the time. You know, it took me back to the... Yeah. I was obviously thinking of this scene, but I don't know if I even remember seeing it, so it's tough. Yeah, it's a good question. If if the words, objects in this mirror are closer than they appear, if if those words are on the mirror, maybe we can give it a reference. But if I remember correctly, that scene is so fast. Like, she just looks over and uh sees the raptor coming up and just moves over and tries to squash it between a tree um i don't feel like it holds on the mirror long enough to call it 
uh, an Easter egg or a reference, really. It's just kind of just another scene in the movie. Um, now, to play off of this, I've had a lot of people say that it's a reference to Indiana Jones, actually. And when he's driving the truck and he tries to, uh, I think it was a motorcycle, maybe run a motorcycle off the road. And, I mean, that that was, honestly, I feel like that was more of a reference than this. But I don't really buy either as uh, any kind of reference. Yeah, me neither. I think this one's uh, possibly a stretch. Yeah, and uh, that really sums up all the uh, Easter eggs on this list. I don't know if you have any other ones that you... Um, notice yourself I actually have one um, and it actually goes back to the Mosasaur shark scene and uh, when when he pulls on the shark and brings it back down into the water you hear you hear the uh, the similar sound from the the electrical fence in, in the original Jurassic Park when the T-Rex breaks loose you, there's a specific sound of like the twang of that metal wire while it's breaking and you hear that same sound while the uh, Mosasaurus pulls down the uh, the shark. So I feel like that's more so of an Easter egg. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with that. I, you know, I, to be honest, I didn't even catch it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to go back and and uh, when I see it again, I'm going to have to keep an eye out for it. Because that's something that uh, definitely sounds like they could have thrown that in there. Because it had such, such a distinctive sound to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very specific sound, so I feel like that's more of an Easter egg, so uh, I'll give myself some credit and go Easter egg. I think there were actually a couple of, um, of others. Um, one uh, being um, Winston's. Uh, it was the name of the restaurant at uh, Jurassic World, mm-hmm. and it's a reference to uh, Stan Winston, and he was the uh, special effects and animatronics person um, who actually... Um, you know, helped develop uh, Jurassic World and, and the dinosaurs, and or, I'm sorry, Jurassic Park and the dinosaurs in that in that film. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah. thought that was interesting. And if you also see, there's also a uh, entree in there that has to do with the ah. the Chilean sea bass. <laughs> so yeah. uh, um, you know, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was that was an awesome one. And how did they not include that on this list? I have no clue. You know, I, it, it kind of escaped my so. mind. I do remember that one, but uh, that's, yeah, that's strange that they didn't include this. I've checked out the SlashFilm.com list real quick, and uh, yeah, some of the ones that you've pointed out so far on there. And uh, here's another one. The Brad Bird is, Brad Bird is the voice of the monorail. Um, if you don't know Brad Bird, he recently directed Tomorrowland, and he's the director of The Incredibles. And uh, I would definitely say that's an Easter egg slash cameo. Um, you would basically have no clue it was him. It's just basically like uh, Richard Kiley. I guess they spared no expense in getting Brad Bird to do the voiceover for the monorail. Hmm. So how would you feel um, about about this one? Um, this is something that I actually found. And um, it's also in the uh, Slash Film uh, Jurassic World Easter Eggs article. Um, when the kids are in the gyrosphere and uh, the Indominus Rex, um, you know, they're, they're, they're stuck inside and, and that's when they encounter him. There's a similar scene in terms of the way it was filmed in the original movie where um, Tim and Lex are, you know, in the, in the, in the car, right? Mm-hmm. The glass caves in. Um, 
there's a similar, you know, they're they're in glass within the gyrosphere, and that kind of um, is almost a similar scene in the way it's filmed. Would you consider something like that an Easter egg? Um, I don't know. There's there's a, a lot of parallels um, between these two movies, so it's very hard to say if they're Easter eggs or just references or or something else entirely. I don't know. It's tough because, you know, looking back on this film, I mean, it really catered to the, pe- to, to the people who, who grew up watching and, and I mean, like idolizing the, the original Jurassic Park. And I think we've touched on this before as well, where, you know, they made so many references and so many hints toward that particular film that, that they made everyone super happy by doing so. Um, but at the same time, you know, it kind of went its own route and was able to, to I think, create more, um, you know, for almost like a future generation of, of kids and people who are going to grow up with this movie now. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, they, they paid a lot of homage to the um, to the original film. And, and you know, I'm, I'm happy they did. Don't get me wrong. Um, and I love the Easter eggs, the things that are really super hidden in there that you can kind of like watch. And, and it's almost like... Um, you know, it's, it's fun to kind of hunt for them, but it's also great to see the things that are kind of just out in your face and you're like, ah, oh, I'm so glad that's here. You know, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. tough. Um, so a lot of these things I wouldn't have considered Easter eggs, but, um, for the yeah. most part, you know, it's, um, it's fun well, to see them again. Speaking of that, 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 uh, gyrosphere scene, um, I guess, you know, you could say they're maybe recreating it a little bit. Um, Specifically, one thing that I noticed, actually, now, now that you mentioned it, um, when the cell phone is, is on the bottom of the, of the gyrosphere and they're upside down and the cell phone's going off and um, he can't reach it to turn it off. I feel like that's kind of referencing the first movie where they can't turn off the flashlight. Yeah, it's the same and, scene. And that's what attracts the T-Rex to them. And in this movie, it, it attracts the Indominus to them. So I feel like, yeah, you're right. You know, they're... They're recreating and they're they're referencing, you know, they're putting Easter eggs, whatever. They're doing it all, I think. Yeah, so I I, I think they did, did a good job of of making everyone, uh, you know, kind of kind of happy and, and everything. I, I mean, I thought one other, you know, they they, they did feature um, little uh, amber pieces throughout the park too, which you know, again, kind of ties to the whole idea behind Jurassic Park and how mm-hmm. it all kind of possible but um you know I, I thought throwing things like that in there was kind of cool not necessarily an easter egg um like a lot of these other things but, but you know it, it it was nice to see these different things yeah and actually um now that i'm looking at the slash film article here um and I, I noticed it specifically like right when it happened in the film um at the end where they're kind of cornered by the raptors it's it's another identical recreation from the first movie. You know they're they're cornered by those raptors and there's literally no way out. So what happens? A bigger dinosaur comes over and distracts it. So in the first movie, the T Rex comes over and stops the raptors from attacking the group. In mm-hmm. the new movie, there's three raptors uh, attacking them, and the Indominus shows up and stops it. But it, you know she doesn't stop it completely she's about to attack everybody so it's a it's a little bit different of an ending but i think they're referencing the uh 
the original movie, basically recreating that scene. Yeah, I think a lot of them were kind of recreated, which, you know, I don't, uh, you know, discourage, but, um, you know, I, I, th- I think they did a good job of kind of making it their own uh, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, not necessarily making it like a reboot, you know? Yeah, so I think um, we kind of hit everything there is to hit. If, if you think there's other ones that we missed, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod, or you can send us an email, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. And uh, let us know if there's any other references, Easter eggs, uh, recreations, anything like that that we missed. Um, I'm sure there's a few out there. So if you got any good ones, just let us know, and uh, we'll try to discuss them next time. So thanks for joining me today, and uh, I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, Brad. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to the seventh episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Next week, I'll be back for my trip, and I'll focus a bit more on the recent box office numbers, news, and more. You can do us a huge favor by giving us a five-star review on iTunes. It will seriously help us build our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. If you want to get a hold of us, you can tweet us at Jurassic Park Pod, or you can email us with any news stories, mp3s, new segments, or comments. JurassicParkPod at gmail.com Thanks for listening, and enjoy! Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.